and culture summits the airwaves this is the nine rails arts podcast i'm our brandon long alongside todd obendorfer and we are the banding collective arts and adventure podcasting since 2010 this episode includes an interview with reba and michelle of the 12th annual ogden music festival we also include an update from visit ogden sarah tolliver on this weekend's spike 150 event including information on how to volunteer and how to best participate in all the weekend's events it's festival season, and we're covering all the action right here on the Nine Rails Arts Podcast. He's bound and down, loaded up and trucking. We're going to do what they say can be done. We got a long way to go, and it's short time to get there. Hey, I'm eastbound, just watch old bandit run. Oh, the proper way, bringing the love. The Nine Rails Arts Podcast House Band. Thank you so much to The Proper Way. You can find an episode of The Proper Way live on band sessions at thebandioncollective.com. Highly encourage you to check that out and give The Proper Way a follow on Spotify. We sit in the Monarch parking lot watching Lime Scooters go by on a Sunday. <laughs> I might have a little experience with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. How was your ride on uh, Friday Night at Van Sessions? See, first time on a lime? This is my first time on Ogden's Lime. Yeah. I have been on a lime or whatever company they have out in San Diego. <laughs> so you get stuck in the back of the van. I get to play outside. Yes. And so uh, Kim Boucher shows up and um, I hijacked her scooter. You stole her scooter. You stole Kim's scooter. Uh, without... Any sort of lessons, and so it's been some time since I've used it, so I'm trying to kick it, kick it, kick it. It's just not really doing anything. So I learned the speed part, and so I'm zooming around. I think you yeah. saw me yeah. <laughs> zoom I'm by trying the to produce a, a show, and Todd's zooming around on scooter, <laughs> lime scooter, past the audience. Oh, that was good stuff. But then I may or may not have run into the back of the van, <laughs> because there's a, there's apparently a little break. It does come with breaks. Uh, that I was not as aware of as I should have been. But uh, yeah, we had an amazing time at Van yeah. Sessions the other night. So. No injuries though, right? You're injury free on your... Completely injury free. Okay, okay. Yeah, completely injury free. Yeah, the van's okay too, by the way. Oh, the van's fine. Don't the lime is fine. Way. It can take a punch. We're good, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so while we were there on Friday, we set up camp uh, again here in the Monarch upper deck in the van, and we were able to speak with Reba Nissen and Michelle Tanner of Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music and this year's 12th annual Ogden Music Festival. All right, so we are now chatting with Reba and Michelle of uh, OFOM, Ogden's Music Festival is coming up very soon. Um, what's the dates here? May 31st through June 2nd, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, this is the, what year are we looking at? Ooh, 12th. Yeah. 12 years. What have you learned over the previous 11 that's being applied to year 12 here? Oh my gosh. Well, partly that, you know, it will come together and everything will be okay. It's true because uh, we, we've had all kinds of mishaps along the way, but we always know that when it all is said and done and the weekend's here, 
it's just incredible. It's amazing. And everybody comes together and all the stress of putting it together kind of washes away for a minute. <laughs> well, it's a fun event. The Ogden Music Festival is at Fort Benaventura where you can camp yeah, and yeah. hang out. Beautiful and camping music. on site. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're so lucky to have that spot. Uh, Bluegrass uh, Festival for three days and uh, headlining this year would be who? Infamous String Dusters. In the bluegrass realm, yeah. yes. And yeah. then we've got Mavis Staples. Yeah. We mix it up, you we know. We, we're we a little hesitant to have three whole days of bluegrass, but we do have <laughs> a, blo- a strong bluegrass flavor, but we mix it up pretty good. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, okay, so what's the lineup this year? There's a couple returning, I've noticed. Um, is that Shook? Yes, and Shook yeah. Twins. Um, and Della May. And Della May. We love our women musicians. and We do. We, we bring them back. Yes, which is good. And then the support from the community, you guys got a ton of sponsors, which is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, you know, yeah. we really do. We have um, great support from the community, not just um, local and area government grants, but um, a lot of corporate business sponsors and private donors. And mm-hmm. we're just really proud that we have the community behind us and they love the event and it, it allows us to keep going. How big of a team does Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music have? Is it just a handful to put this thing together? It's grown over the years, and um, this year we probably have 20 strong committee um, team leads for each of our areas, and um, they're all just getting, every year they just get stronger and stronger, and we couldn't do it without that big a crew. And then we have uh, around 200 volunteers on site, which is phenomenal. They're going to be busy. Well, they'll probably the same volunteers will be busy with uh, the sesquicentennial this weekend yeah. as well. So they'll yeah. get a little practice in before the OFOM. Yeah. Well, now you know Utah has a good sense of volunteerism, and Ogden was one of the highest uh, in terms of volunteers. I remember that, that report. Yeah, no, yeah. Exactly. yeah. and yeah. Utah is the highest the in the highest country. in the country, and Ogden's one of the higher in the state. I think Provo's the highest. But <laughs> <laughs> do you have all the volunteers that you need? Not yet. No. But May the 4th be with you to volunteer because tomorrow at Grounds for Coffee. Oh, I don't know when you're going to air this. Oh, yeah. This uh, already happened, but that's okay. Okay. We we did a cool volunteer sign up. We did. So many people came down. We got free drinks for everybody. It was great. I can't believe that one thing happened. (laughs) (laughs) We'll tell you about it later. (laughs) Uh, the kid-friendly event uh, looks like, is it 16 and under are free? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. We have made that commitment from the very beginning that everything we do is uh, 16 and under free. It's um, part of our mission of our as a nonprofit organization, um, our mission to bring youth to music and music to youth in a way that it inspires them to pick up and play an instrument because mm-hmm. we know that their whole life will be better when they do that. Yeah. And what I see is so many events, parents bring their kids until they're 13, you know, because 12 and under free. And then suddenly the family is separated and the kids are hanging out with their friends. And one of the coolest things is watching whole families make this a tradition. And everybody has something to do on site. Grandparents, parents, kids, teenagers, little kids, everybody has something to do and they all love it. And it's great for a whole family of generation of folks to be in one place and be having such a great time. And there's a petting zoo. Musical petting zoo. Imagine Music comes every year and 
kids can just pick up an any kid, even adult kids can pick up an instrument and play right there on site. Yeah, Adam Kozlowski and mm-hmm. David Owen from Imagine Music are really great. Um, every year they they oversee the whole process of um, our. We solicit for volunteers who are actually musicians who will sit down with one on one with kids and teach them chords and mm-hmm. it's oh, really great. So cool. A lot of ukuleles around, a few fiddles and guitars. It's great. And drum bus Utah. So there's a whole world percussion experience. Oh, really? Get on the bus yeah. and drum. Yeah. Have you heard of them? No. Nels Anderson, he's in Salt Lake, but he gets all around and goes actually to schools and to all kinds of events and is bus is self-contained it's it's like the magic bus right that's just packed <laughs> full of it. drums yeah it's, it's so, so fun. cool djembes oh, and all kinds of things and yeah okay so what's the pro tip so uh, after years of doing this what's the, some advice you can give to uh, attendees on what they should bring and what they should be pre- prepared for over the three days well all kinds of weather you <laughs> know yeah this is very true yeah. oftentimes we find this to be the warmest um weekend so far it it's like summer explodes and it it might hit 80 for the first time and people think they're you know they're not used to it they think they're gonna die so (laughs) sun protection hats sunscreen and then also layers for the evening because it cools right off Mm -hmm. yeah i mean we're in the desert so Mm -hmm. evenings even though it's beautiful during the day and warm you can get cold at night another thing is there's a big campaign that started on earth day a lot of Uh, bands got on board with BYO Bottle. It's all about bringing a reusable bottle to, and we have water on site. People can fill their bottles. Um, So the Shook Twins and Infamous String Dusters, I know I didn't see any of the other bands on our lamp, but I'm sure they did, um, posted about that. And just we're trying to make this festival as sustainable as possible and not leave a, a bunch of junk behind. So well, I've I've noticed that there's um, it's pretty organized the 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 cleaning crews the trash collection like it's uh, it's a pretty tight ship down there if I can say that's uh, the way that you, you know you get that many people in a small area um, but yet it stays pretty clean you guys do a pretty good job yeah and uh, the new this year our green team and bike valet are being run by Second Track Sports another great part mm-hmm. of our community here and. Uh, they make a really strong, secure place for you to ride your bike on our beautiful trails, get down to the fort. You can park your bike and be sec- comfortable knowing that it's going to be secure there. And it's, and they're also out um, doing the cleanup, and part of that is recycling. And, you know, Ogden's had a little lull in recycling, but things are back. And I just mm-hmm. called yesterday and got the rules and regulations, so we'll be having one whole dumpster dedicated to recycling. And our volunteers are really great to um, sort it and have it recycle ready. And Pepsi's taken all our plastic, all oh, our one yeah? and two plastic, because yeah. they can recycle it right there. So we have a great partnership with oh, Pepsi, that's too. that's awesome. What are you both looking forward to the most this year? I just love to look out in the crowd and see so many happy people and people dancing and just having a great time. Kids and that does old people all together. That's wonderful. No. Right. It, it really is um, what keeps me going is, well... That may be second to just actually listening and loving the music that I personally have booked <laughs> because <laughs> they're my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you know. do all the booking? Well, and Reba helps too. Yeah. And we have one more person on our talent committee, Bill Kabilis from uh, the Bluegrass Express, um, KRCL. And so he brings, um, he keeps us in the traditional strong bluegrass mode 
with a mix of trad to rad. Um, but we bring in the other eclectic things. We always make sure we have a great mix of women and youth because, again, our mission is to inspire youth. So if we can have a showcase youth bands right on stage, it's just magical. And everyone comments that they love that and keep go- keep doing that. And speaking of that, one thing I'm really looking forward to this year is um, Michelle saw this band, Cane Mill Road, in North Carolina. And they're a great young band. They're all under 20. And we booked them when? In, like, December. We even booked them a year ago and said they couldn't come that year. So we said, come next year. And then this guy that grew up at our festival, Hudson Bosworth, he, uh, because he's grown up at our festival, he won the flat pit guitar. Hudson, yeah. Hudson. Yeah, and he was with... Facing West, and he spent yep. some time yeah. with you last year. I've met Hudson. Okay. So he has played on our main stage before with Facing West. Oh, yeah, West. Facing West. I and but uh, the Cane Mill Road, he joined Cane Mill Road. He's oh, going really? to school at East Tennessee State University in their bluegrass program. Oh, that's awesome. And he just, Small world. they just had him join, and they are a phenomenal band. No Depression just uh, named them one of the eight bands out of 110 not to miss at Merle Fest. And they, they've just gotten a lot of attention. And the, their youngest member is kind of their lead, the mandolin Liam. player, mm-hmm. Liam. And we're excited to have, our, you know, our homegrown Hudson Bosworth mm-hmm. back on the main stage with this huge uh, Cane Mill Road. So that's going to be cool. And along with that, uh, Chris Jones and the Night Drivers, he's a he is known for being a really great mentor in the bluegrass circles. And what he's going to be doing is working with not just Cane Mill Road, but um, we got another band a youth band out of california jubilee and there's two girls and two boys and they're all going to come together on monday night after the festival for a free to the public show right down here at the amphitheater we do that every year just to um, promote our our mission and to have an opportunity for people who maybe don't have the means to get to our festival even though one way to get to the festival if you're having trouble with means is to volunteer oh yeah i was yeah. just thinking that yeah. that's a perfect way to do it yeah two two three-hour shifts or we do have some prime three-hour shifts at times when it's hard to staff um and that's all you need to get a free three-day pass um and we need all those folks but it's a it is a great way and then they can bring their kids and everybody I love it. has a good time you often uh, have highlighted local musicians in the past as well right on, on the main stage we got two big bands this year yeah local Pixie and the Partygrass Boys are out of Salt Lake City, and they're dynamos. And they're touring all over the country, and, and they, they were lucky to get them. Yeah, not only so that, great. there was a Partygrass Ale that uh, Fisher Brewery Fisher Brewery did, and I've never heard of a beer named after a local band before. I thought that That's was awesome. awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you, Fisher. Partygrass yes. Pale Ale. I love it. And then finally, the Utah State Instrument Championships is the home. Of the state championships. Yes, that's a big part of our, um, That w- one of the things that we feel really proud to be presenting. Um, over the years, it's been at parks, it's been at Deer Valley and Snowbird, but we've had it for several years now up here. It's really great to be able to have these championships where the winners are given the opportunity to go on to the national championships in Winfield, Kansas at the What's it called? Oak. Walnut. Walnut Valley. Walnut Valley Festival. And then, you know, it's very prestigious to be winners of the Bluegrass Instrument Championships, for sure. 
and I just wanted to add one of our local bands, Mama Longlegs out of Logan. They've played uh, a bit here in Ogden and in Salt Lake now, but um, they're an up and coming, all women, five member, kind of bluegrass Americana, original stuff. They're really kind of indie really, folk. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, you're going to love them. I can't wait. All right, so take us through um, a few of the rules. First time out. Okay. Dogs are only allowed in the campground, so unless you're camping and feel comfortable leaving your dog behind at your tent or your trailer with the leash, (laughs) don't bring your dog. Um, We discourage you to bring a cooler of food and whatnot because we have some great vendors, local vendors providing food and beverage. We've got Roosters Brewery. We've got um, Grounds for Coffee, Lucky Slice Pizza. And they even do late night. They do, and several other real a great variety of food vendors that we like to support. No alcohol can come in, so but there will be beer and wine for purchase. Um, but, of course, if you have a special diet, we'll allow those sort of things to come in. Like a special alcohol diet? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> special alcohol diet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we've got to follow those rules yep. by the yep. DABC. Yes, <laughs> um, what are some other rules? Oh, like if you're camping, we say... You can't play the radio or only jams, only instrument jams can happen yeah. in there and it's turn your generators off, you know, at a certain time. Be courteous. Don't Just, even yeah. use a generator. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> camping, we didn't really mention this, but after the main stage, there's a lot of picking in the campground and it's so fun if you're down there. In fact, I, I live 10 minutes away, but I can't imagine not camping down there because you can walk around or bike around mm-hmm. and listen to all the different jams. And if you have an instrument, bring it and play. And it's so fun. We even have an all ages jam area now that just started last year. And it's great because the kids can be in a place that has a chaperone. And it's a little, you know, it's well lit and it's a safe. little bit safer yeah. at, later at night. And um, so it, yeah, it's a really cool experience. I would say another thing is um, we have a flat field out there at the fort. And so we have this delicate balance of sitting area and dancing area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and people, for the most part, are just really cool with that because there are. if we had a field that had any kind of slope to it, we wouldn't have to worry about that. But on a flat field, you you got to have a spot for the people who want to sit and then you got to have a spot for the people who want to dance so that's a big thing yeah so if you're seat- seating and if you want to have a close-up and personal place to sit you've got to bring out a, a lowrider chair that you can't fit a basketball underneath and it can't have one of the big tall backs that you'd be blocking view with it's like um, the opposite of snow basin if for those who go up there during the summer for blues brews and barbecue they bring giant like yeah. chair yeah. stop and t- yeah so but you that's a big that. hill the there canopy. yeah the yeah. canopies mm-hmm. but that's a bigger hill so where this is flat the courtesy here is yeah. to be low chairs so we actually cordon off you know up to a certain point low chairs only beyond mm-hmm. that hot taller chairs and we do provide um several shade tents that we put folding chairs under to optimize the use of that shade space because it does get warm um and you can also have a blanket that you sit on up front um had one more thing on that no oh yeah we don't want you to bring your umbrella shade yeah because that absolutely blocks the view so we provide some yeah that kind of shade yeah sunscreen (laughs) sunscreen's awesome or is that what you meant you meant a tent (laughs) sunscreen instead of umbrellas there you go yeah yeah 
And a big hat. We have a pretty and cool a hat, hat this year that we're selling. It's one of those straw sun hats. It's Is it branded for? Yeah, Buffalo? it's got. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ogden yeah. Music Festival. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Yep. That's always good. Yep. Again, the festival runs May 31st through June 2nd. Tickets are available now. Kids under 16 are free. 16 and under. 16 and under are free. Go to ofoam.org. That's O-F-O-A-M. If you can't remember that, it's uh, Ogden Friends of Acoustic Music is what the what it stands for there. Tickets available also, I believe it's Smith Ticks. Nope. No. Eventbrite. Oh, it says. That's for. That's the, wrong. That's for, for That's for this, a different event. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eventbrite. Eventbrite for um, Ogden Music Festival. What's this? What are we Oh, my goodness. Well, we could talk yeah. about that, but could I take just a second yeah. and shout out to um, to our great sponsors? Oh, of course. Um, so in, in addition to grants, uh, the RAMP grant here in Weber County and Ogden City, um, we also get support from Utah Office of Tourism and Utah Arts and Museums and Westaf, the regional office of the NEA. Um, but then we've got Beehive Cheese, Roosters, uh, Weber County Parks and Recreation, Only in Ogden, AdPro, Pepsi, The Bigelow Hotel and Residence, Integrated Tax, Kraft Burger, America First Credit Union, KRCL, uh, Joan Evans Alf, um, and the, some foundations, George S. and Dolores Dory Eccles and Willard L. Eccles and the Dankers Foundation and Union Pacific and Ralph Nye Foundation. Michelle, you know a little something about KRCL? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little ownership in KRCL. I have a show Monday night, 1030 to 1 a.m., The Night Train. That's awesome. Uh, anything else, Todd? No, I just can't wait to go. I think that, uh, oh, and by the way, too, uh, I think we can officially announce this, but uh, the, the van will be behind. <gasps> yeah. Yes. yes. We did that last year, and it's so incredible to go back and see those sessions you all did. It's They're kind so of little great. mini sessions. It's Get to know the musicians as well, lovely. which makes it nice. Um, uh, you can't see right now, but we're uh, recording this in the van. This is pre-van sessions tonight. <laughs> we're going to be setting up for our first Friday art stroll. And so for the full van sessions, we have our musicians play about four songs, and then we chat with them between the songs to get to know them. And so uh, for Ofoam, we're going to do kind of little mini sessions. But it is a really good opportunity to get to know these musicians even better than their amazing performances. So They're always so nice, and they open up, and they they're very accommodating they and they love playing in it's so funny in a van backstage literally down by the river yeah <laughs> seriously in a van down by the river yeah. yes mm-hmm. and yeah. i loved that you highlighted some of the instrument champions that was really cool um it was an impressive bunch yeah. although it's easy to yeah. grab any of these impressive musicians here yeah. and then i also like the spontaneous little uh, sessions, the little jam sessions, and the, yeah. oh, it's brilliant. Like you said, they just happen in the in the parking lot there, in the That's campgrounds right. there. Twelfth yep. annual Ogden Music Festival again down at Fort Benaventura, May thirty first through June second. Thank you, Reba. Thank you, Michelle, for hanging out. Thank with you, us. guys. Thank you. We appreciate it. And keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate it. We also had the opportunity to speak with Visit Ogden's uh, Sarah Tolliver. Uh, for a quick update on this week's uh, Heritage Festival. 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 You can keep that. This yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the Sesquicentennial, the Spike 150. I did so good during the interview. I think I nailed every one of the words, but today they are gone for me. Uh, but we really do talk about uh, where to park, how to volunteer, when you should be downtown, 
when you should be ride sharing to get downtown. Uh, really good summary. So I'm so glad she was able to pop back in here. Yep. So this is our interview with Sarah Tolliver of Visit Ogden. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us in Tan Van pre-van sessions for a very special chat about the upcoming Heritage Festival, our Spike 150 sesquicentennial nice work yeah i yeah. like it thank you very much uh, the fact that i don't have to say sesquicentennial every single day <laughs> and I, I already lost steam one time and done there hasn't been any train puns this last several months no, has there none none whatsoever y'all could write a book on it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Following this train of thought, we're rolling down the track. Yeah, none of those have come out ever. So we were talking with Sarah Tolliver uh, from Visit Ogden, and you have been busy preparing for a little event that's coming up next week. Yes. This will be just a few days after we release this. Uh, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes, May 9th, 10th, and 11th. 9th, 10th, and 11th. Are you ready? Always. Yeah, you've been ready the whole time. <laughs> You're ready. always ready. You were ready last year for the, you should have celebrated the 149. 49. Yeah. That would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been a good trail run. Oh my gosh. I saw today, Yuena um, came out with a beer yes, to celebrate. They huh? did. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's actually a number of breweries in the state that have used Promontory or the Golden yeah. Spike or some sort of affiliation with our railroad history in their um, brands and their in their beer products. And um, Uinta, I believe, was the first. Don't fact check me on that. But I think they were the first. And they've partnered with the Spike 150 Commission, the statewide commission, um, to be the primary beer provider at the events up at Promontory. So here in Ogden for our Heritage Festival, we, of course, wanted to make sure all of our local brews were um, represented. So they will be on site as part of our festival. But so will Roosters, Utah, and Talisman. So. Of course. Yeah. Um, okay, so what should we what should we be doing at this point? So we have a few days left. Uh, we want to get the word out on volunteers. Yes, we still have. So an event of this magnitude does not happen um, by the sheer willpower of those you know who are planning it. So it's more than your office. It is more than our office and and the city and the alliance and everyone else that's involved in this. But um, we need more than a thousand volunteer positions filled in oh. order to be you know, produce the kind of event that we want to produce. And yeah. so um, we are making great headway. We uh, launched with volunteers a few weeks ago, but really have just started pushing this week. I think people have, you know, the greatest of intentions and want to come help, but are just waiting to see what their schedule looks like. So now's the time to go online and sign up. We still have about 300 positions open um, and we could really use your help. So what are the days for the volunteers? The days are all three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So May 9th, 10th, and 11th, they can pick a day. And the shifts range anywhere from, we start really early Thursday morning at about 4.30 a.m. and go all the way till about 10 o'clock Thursday night. And then on Friday and Saturday, most of the shifts start around 9. And then the ending time is 10. And we have them broken apart in three to four shifts per day, depending on the job. So each shift is about, I mean, on average, three or four hours. So you're not working from 4.30 a.m. to 10 at night? No. We we know people actually have other things Mm -hmm. to do in their day and um, that they're very gracious to give us what time they do have. So most of those shifts are... They do. They get a volunteer shirt (laughs) and a hat and credentials, and they're just going to look super official and it'll yeah. be and then great. Brandon and I were talking if we need to we will call everybody's bosses 
Thank you. Just to get them the afternoon. Off. I think that sounds yeah, amazing. We have a lot of you know, I will. <laughs> I will say we have some amazing organizations in this community where, um, you know, the organization has agreed to let the employees take the time off paid, um, oh, wow. not Great. using vacation time, but to oh, come down so nice. and volunteer for the event. Yeah, on their time. So. We, you know, we just live in an amazing place, and we're excited to share it with all those coming to visit us. Okay, so take us through the day. So okay. Thursday's a big day. Thursday's the day we're going to start very early. Yes, Thursday's our biggest day, I would say. And Thursday's the reenactment day? Right, and that's why it's our biggest day. So the steam engines um, roll into town and do their ceremonial nose-to-nose meetup the morning of the 9th. Todd, Todd and I do that. A nose, a nose to nose meetup. I like it. But we do it. We do it one once every 150 days, so it's very similar. Yeah. Can we do a champagne yeah. toast photo after you do yeah. that? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so the that is. You know, the steam engines are what the train enthusiasts and history buffs are the most excited about. This will be the first time in 60 years that a 4000 series train will be operating under its own steam power. So pretty cool um, for those who are passionate about steam engines and even those of us who, you know, are just learning about them. The last time we had a steam engine come to Union Station, it was pulled in by another diesel and we had like almost 50,000 people come down to see it while I was here. So anyway, back to the morning of the ninth, um, the steam engines will come in. The program starts at about 1030. Um, the reenactment or steam meet lot is the lot just south of Union Station on Wall Avenue, right there behind the old Shoop Williams Laundry Building. And um, we will open the gates at 5 a.m. for people to start Ooh. filtering in if Probably they'd like. Probably a good idea to get there early. Yes. So they, um, They're going to tent the night before. Do you think people are like coming the night before? We don't know. Yeah. We think people will be there bright and early. We don't anticipate anyone trying to camp out and our police will be down there making sure they don't. Um, so don't come camp out, okay, but just come. Okay. They do get there early. Yeah, okay. just come nice and early to make sure you have a spot and um, the city will be setting up the bleachers that you know we have along Wall Avenue, but that will be the only seating. So make sure you're ready to stand for a while and and be able to see can those steam engines. Own chairs or is that you can only bring a chair if you have a need for it if it's okay. an assistive device of some yeah. kind um, we're just worried about tripping hazards and other dangers that come in when people start setting things up on the ground now, with who's so planning many people. that big event is that union pacific that one is a collaboration between union pacific the state's um, spike 150 commission and then the city um, and our local organizing committee has been helping with just the logistics of the street closures and the fencing and the bleachers and that kind of thing but the trains and all of that part are being planned Have by you rehearsed it yet no, no rehearsal. Somebody in like a train costume. <laughs> yeah, comes rolling down the tracks. <laughs> nose to nose. <laughs> nose to nose. How close Here do we, we go? Are, yeah. So, um, and that program will last about an hour. So 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And then the trains will stay in that position for the rest of the day, uh, that day Thursday. Um, the Heritage Festival will kick off at 10 a.m. that morning. So that means... Um, all the vendors on the plaza of Union Station up 25th Street to Grant will be open and available. And then inside Union Station will open after the steam meet, so at noon. No then, parking on 25th Street, locals. It's parking yeah. is going to be very, very limited. So mm -hmm. we really encourage people to take advantage of either 
writing front runner if they don't live right here in town or which if seems they, appropriate yeah i mean it's yeah. it does seem Take appropriate yeah. and it's so close it just gets you right there and then um, other options are we have established four park and ride shuttle areas and we'll be yes. providing free shuttle service every 30 minutes from the DFN Center, from um, the Newgate Mall right behind uh, where Sears used to be on the mm-hmm. west side of Sears there. And then in the old Fred Meyer parking lot on 12th and Wall and then at the Ogden City Rodeo Grounds. So the shuttles will run continuously every 30 minutes from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Just and buses? Just buses. Yeah. Um, the trolley, Brandon. yeah, I trains was hoping for yeah. Yeah. The um, UTA is bringing in their trolleys, so those yes. will be the downtown shuttles. Yeah. And then Weber State is providing so transportation from the D Event Center. And on those buses, we'll yeah. have history students um, giving historical. I think my friend, lessons. my um, uh, arts in the parks partner in crime, yes. uh, Catherine McKay, is. She, she said that she has already got her, she's got a little train hat. Awesome. And she's going to be doing one of the... She's helping us with that. Yeah, she's yeah. wonderful. Oh, she has stories to tell. So, um, and though the nice thing about taking the shuttle, instead of, you know, trying to find a parking spot and walking blocks and blocks to the site, um, the shuttles will actually drop off the closest because they'll have access mm. inside the road closure to drop off. So it gives you front door access, basically. Yeah, why park a mile away? Yeah. That's the way oh, to I do like it. that. Yeah, it'll yeah. be great. So, yeah. um, and then on Friday and Saturday, it's the Heritage Festival, which will be inside Union Station and up 25th Street to Grant um, from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. both days. We have multiple vendors in both look inside the station on the plaza and up 25th street we have um, live performances uh, music uh, ogden musical theaters put together a melodrama called wedding of the rails um, just multiple different kinds of live entertainment on the stage all day and then for those who are interested in the events happening up at promontory on may 10th but maybe don't want to get up there or didn't get their tickets already because they are sold out. Um, we will be live streaming the activities up at Promontory on big LED screens on both oh. the stage, which will be at Grant and on the Plaza at Union Station. So you can just come hang out with us and watch it from here. How much of how much of the activities you have to pay for and how much are free? In Ogden, everything is free. So come and hang out with us. I mean, obviously, if you purchase something from a vendor or, you yeah, know, yeah. beer or food, but um, admission to all the events free. are free. Um, bus rides, unions, everything's free. Bus rides are free. Union stations free, including the museums. So just, yeah, come hang out with us. I think that... You know, one of our, um, as as locals, as community members, sometimes when we have these big events, we think, oh, maybe we won't go down and deal with that today because we can go to Union Station anytime. But there really is some special programming taking place. And I think, you know, this is a once every uh, 50 years, if not more experience. And I think yeah. we're all going to be really excited to have been a part of it. It's not very often two steam engines kiss in Ogden. <laughs> I it hasn't ever happened before, so there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that uh, I think that we're about as ready as we can be. Yeah, it's going to happen regardless. <laughs> That's exactly right. This event is happening to us, <laughs> so we are going to throw a great party. This community. What can are be proud you of. personally most excited about? You know, I think for me, um, the part that I'm most excited about is learning. Gaining a better appreciation for our community's history, why we are the town we are, 
you know, why we're a gritty town. It, it's all based in the roots of this railroad industry coming through our community and knowing and feeling like I appreciated that, but now knowing I don't think I really did to the extent that it deserves. And the more I've learned in the planning of this event and just really how important that historical event was for our community mm-hmm. and how important this uh, depot has been for our community. It's just a really cool opportunity to be able to showcase our community to so many people. And, you know, we all love it here, and I love the chance to be able to show it off. Yeah, that's no pressure. None. <laughs> Lots of people yeah. coming Plus to check it out. Plus, you get a chance to use a lot of this knowledge you've picked up. I the now have a whole new vocabulary. The confidence w- with which you said the 4000 series. <laughs> I remember we talked months and months ago, <laughs> and the words came, but not as quickly as they do today. Oh, my god! Sesquicentennial yeah. just rolls right off um, my tongue. I can uh, tell you a little bit more about the trains. Yeah. I know a lot about the foamers, which is what these train enthusiasts refer to themselves as. So, that, yes, we have learned acronym, I'm assuming. a whole new vocabulary. Yeah. Is that friends of? Foamers. It's, there's multiple interpretations, oh. Oh, okay. but that is how they refer to themselves. But one that I have heard referred to is that they get so excited about the trains that they foam at the mouth. Foamers. Foamers. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. I think the cluster gets the more excited I get. I think that it's a really good opportunity for us to take a couple of days off and really get together. I agree. It's, you know, I think um, these big events in our community, especially when they commemorate a historical occurrence like this are really a great time as a community like you said to come together I mean just really celebrate um, why we are who we are and how far we've come and all of those things and um, I think we'll all look back afterwards and be really proud of our our city. I think so many of us uh, in Ogden too have worked so hard on 25th Street and the creation of our new Nine Rails Creative District that uh it is a really good time to show it off to the world, you know, when they're coming Agreed. to visit. And that's um, a good point, too, because the programming, the way we've set it up, you know, you have this really cool, um, I guess, transition maybe is the right word, that you have Union Station as the capstone of 25th Street that's a perfect reference of our history and how we started and, you know, wh- where we're based from. And then the programming that we have with the vendors for the event – is rooted there in our history and some of the transportation elements. And then as you move up the street, it moves into our present and our future with, even though the event footprint doesn't come all the way up to the Nine Rails Creative District, we're promoting that as being kind of the other end of the capstone of what our future looks like. Mm -hmm. And with Nine Rails being named for the Nine Rails that came into our station during World War II and all of the Symbolist, symbolic, what's the right word Symbolism. There? Symbolism, thank you. That comes from that. It's, it's, it, it kind of comes full circle. It's That's pretty wild. cool. That's wild. This town really was a tra- train town. I wish we had um, more, like an old train that was just like a daily tour train that you could jump on. You know, you people, know? there have been a number of people who have pushed for that yeah. for years. And unfortunately, the tracks from Ogden don't run. Well, they don't run all the way to Promontory anymore, and they don't run that far north. And so um, the big question has been, how do you get enough property for the train to be able to turn around or make a loop, come back and give people a ride that's worth taking, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, All of the rail was um, removed during World War II for the iron, so... Um, it, it doesn't, we need a rail investor. We need a rail investor. Yes. 
This yep. would be the perfect time to find one. <laughs> <laughs> there might be one here this weekend. I'll ask around. Oh my okay, gosh. Yes. Oh. start, start Sarah, interviewing thanks, people. Your team, like, thank you to your team. I'm sure that uh, and, and it's else not. Knows. I was exactly. going to say it's not just Visit downtown Ogden, Alliance, but the, the Downtown city. Alliance mm-hmm. and the city. We've got a great local organizing committee that has taken on another full-time job, and we're excited for the event to be here. And uh, you know. For all this uh, great work to come to fruition. So I got one last question for you. So what are you guys going to do on Sunday? (laughs) Or I should say probably Monday. Everybody coming into the office on Monday morning? Um, It will be interesting to see. (laughs) Um, We, yeah, we've got the Ogden Marathon the next weekend. So we're back to work. May is busy. May is busy. Um, We did think we would have May 12th off, to be honest. And then we found out that when the trains depart, which is the morning of May 12th, that it will also draw quite a large crowd yeah, so yeah. the trains will leave I say yeah like i know but, if, <laughs> but if i'm yeah like that would make sense yeah <laughs> so the trains leave at 8 a.m uh or sunday morning the 12th so pretty early and it is mother's day after all so yeah. i'm just gonna sit back and make my kids and husband you know let me be <laughs> i think that is a perfect day to take care of mom yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for your time Thanks looking for forward to next me. week thanks sir All right, put a ball on it. That is a wrap for episode 15 of the Nine Rails Arts Podcast, produced by the Banyan Collective Arts and Adventure Podcasting since 2010. Do not miss an episode of the Banyan Collective's Nine Rails Arts Podcast as we explore what it means to be an adventurous creative in 2019. Here are the stories of Ogden's new Nine Rails Creative District, including those of the district's epicenter and home of artisans, designers, and creatives, the Monarch Building. Follow the Nine Rails Arts Podcast on Facebook and also on Instagram at the number nine for Nine Rails. For more on the Banyan Collective, simply search the Banyan Collective on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. This week, we'll leave you with a little something from Van Sessions. As recorded backstage at last year's Ogden Music Festival, this is Wasatch Wildgrass. Where I wandered when I was alive Now I wandered alone to a place I call home Those Blue Ridge Hills far away Oh, I love those hills of old Virginia From those Blue Ridge Hills I did roam When I die, won't you bear me on the mountain Far away, my Blue Ridge Mountain home My thoughts wander back to the ramshackle shack In those Blue Ridge Hills I do love Where my mother and dad, they were laid there to rest They are sleeping at peace together there Oh, I love those hills of old Virginia From those Blue Ridge Hills I do roam When I die, won't you bear me on the mountain Far away, my Blue Ridge Mountain home
cabin home with a sigh I've been longing for days gone by When I die, won't you bury me on that old mountainside Make my resting place upon the hill so high Oh, I love those hills of old Virginia From those Blue Ridge hills I did roam When I die, won't you bury me on the mountain Far away, my Blue Ridge Mountain home Far away, my Blue Ridge Mountain home 